Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. My mind, you just wake up and go rake. Featuring World Series champion Will Middlebrooks. High drive, deep left field for Middlebrooks. Back and that is gone. Third home run of the day for Will Middlebrooks. The trifecta has the Red Sox on top, nine to nothing. And MLB journalist Danny Vietti. Vietti here. He's a uh, yeah, right-handed pitcher. He's six five. So you were right. Thinking he's tall, he is pretty tall. From Cottonwood, California. Cottonwood, California. I don't know where I, that is. I don't know where that is either. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pause on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. What is good, party people? What's good, Brooks? How you doing over there on the East Coast, my friend? I'm good, man. No complaints ever, especially during the winter. You do anything but golf nowadays. I mean, I'm a dad, and I'm I'm a lot of my job is based off of baseball. So consider me in a lockout. Okay, did I not see you golfing at some PGA course in was it North Carolina, South Carolina, South Carolina? So Kiowa Island, which is right, it's like a 40 minute drive from Charleston. You fly into Charleston. Um, I played the Ocean Course, which is. Uh, last year they had the PGA championship there. Phil Mickelson won it. Um, yeah, that, it was, I mean, it wasn't summer conditions. It was 44 degrees with a 30 mile power wind. So not yeah, ideal. It was cold as balls, yeah. but you walk the course, you have like a caddy per two people. They know the course inside and out. Mm-hmm. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. How much did you pay? Uh, so I actually lucked out. So oh, there it is. There you go. Well, hear, hear me out. Yeah, I wouldn't have paid for this. <laughs> I would not have been like, oh, let me go spend X amount of money. It was not cheap. Uh, but we all, so it was my buddy's 40th birthday and his wife got him this gift. Uh, my buddy, Frank, he, he turned Frankie turned 40 and this was his gift. So it, we not only played the course and two other courses on the Island ocean course is the, is the, the jewel crown jewel there. I mean, it's unbelievable. One of the best courses in all the world. Um, but we stayed in a cottage. There's four cottages right on the driving range of the ocean course. And we stayed in, it's a four bedroom cottage two like uh two level house. Unbelievable. Like this is where the, the returning champions stay when they play that course. Like and we were in Mickelson's cottage. It was, unreal they give you a huge bucket of balls on your back porch and you walk off your porch and literally 10 steps you're on the range so you can just go out there whenever you want just fire i mean it was freezing but we had to take advantage of it and we're out there like firing after they close you go out there the sun's setting i'll send you the pictures you can throw them on the pod but it was such a cool experience for like three days it was cold but this time of year it's like half the price too so it was well worth it we'll talk baseball in this pod but you get me started on golf it's hard to get me to stop. We will be talking about, so the main subject of the pod, just to kind of keep you guys around and tease you a little bit, we're going to be talking about this conversation or myth, whatever you want to call it, is baseball dying? And then there's a few headlines we want to talk about at the top, but I want to dive into golf a little bit more because that's kind of my passion since baseball has been put on on hold with the lockout. Okay, okay I wasn't wife, expecting this. Okay, my, I know, I know. I'm kind of throwing you a curveball here. And you okay. actually, I'm throwing you a changeup because you really struggled against changeups in your career, as Thank we you, Danny. mentioned last time. Unless I was facing you, then I'd probably been just fine. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but my wife and I are house shopping right now. I, I know you know this because I was talking to you about HOAs and, and that kind of bullshit that goes into it. And we were talking the other day, would you want to live on a golf course? Because 
what you lack in privacy, you make up for in views and you get to jump on the golf course whenever you want. So I was just curious what you thought, because you do not live on a golf course. Well, I don't live on a golf course. Well, a you lot live of near times, the alligators. Well, alligators are everywhere here. Yeah. But um, a lot of times when you get a house that's on a golf course, it comes, you have to get a membership. So that's extra money that you would have to pay. So think about that. HOA is probably going to be a lot higher. Um, and you're really, it's like when you live in Vegas, you don't really go to the strip that much. So if you live on a golf course, you're not just going to be like, Oh, I'm going to jump off, jump my back and go play the par five in my backyard. Like you probably won't do that more than a few times after the first couple of yeah. weeks you live there. Cause it's just home after that. And then you're getting your dogs getting pelted with pro V. You can probably rack up some <laughs> pro V's in your backyard though. Yeah. So pick it accordingly. If it's a par three, probably not going to get one. If you're like 200 yards out from the tee box, you're probably going to get a lot of a lot of balls when we went to hawaii i got three new sleeves of balls for christmas i lost every single one yeah that's a good place to lose them at least yeah at least your luggage was lighter on the way back <laughs> yeah i was that's, that's a good point <laughs> let's get into our conversation first and foremost we have our headlines so you had to have seen the mike trout of course i did conversation not necessarily between my well mike actually jumped in so to get jumped in. Everybody, let me paint everybody a picture and then i'll ask for your take but so somebody had put a, a video of mike trout hitting in a cage and i said sarcastically does somebody have advice for my son and his swing and a lot of people were chiming in like oh yeah he's never gonna make it uh that swing needs serious work and then there was one specific account and this specific account just happens to be a baseball team account. It was, I hate, I hate to just rip on him, but if you rip on Mike Trout, we're going to rip on you a little bit. Uh, the Evansville devils baseball, uh, Twitter, they responded. And again, the first tweet said any tips slash suggestions. The first one from Evansville said pitching machine swing works great when you're eight, not so much against velocity. And somebody was like, Wait, you're serious? And he doubles down. He goes, I am. That swing gives you one point of contact through the zone. Personally, I'll take a high average line drive hitters, blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> Michael Schlecht, he decided to chime in and he said, you realize that's Mike Trout, right? And Evansville Devils baseball responds. And says, I did not with the GIF kind of covering the face, embarrassed look. And all I got to say on that is be very careful what you say or who you listen to specifically on Twitter, because everybody's a critic. And not every critic knows who they're talking about or what they're talking about, evidently. Yeah, that was uh I mean, I got a good laugh out of that. Mm -hmm. Just because that that's so just what Twitter is. And Trout responded it, with, with the thinking, sucks. Yeah. Yeah, like this guy sucks. Like, let me tell you how this works, and I'm gonna break down his swing. And you have no idea it's one of the best players to ever play baseball. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the original tweet because it was Coach Lyle. He uh, kind of, I believe he's a hitting coach, if I'm not mistaken. He's a hitting coach. He, he's coached oh, wow. anywhere from like minor league baseball yeah. to Division one softball. He's yeah. great. He it's actually awesome. he has a uh, he has a website called the Hitting Vault. Small uh, flex. He, we're we're friends on LinkedIn. No big deal. So I'm pretty much as big of a deal as Matt Lyle. But I love that he said my friend's son needs help. Any tips, suggestion? Just baiting people, just baiting him. And they took best the hook. Trout, the best was Trout's dad, like, flipping it, like, Chuck and Duck. He was, like, threw yeah. it, and he's, like, diving out of the way. Like, dude, there's an L screen there, and I guarantee if Mike Trout doesn't want to hit you, he ain't going to hit you. Yeah. How many people critique your swing, critique your play on Twitter? Endless, right? Say that again? How many people critique your swing and critique your play on social media? It's got to be endless amount of names. I mean, it's right? not as much now. 
the, when I played. It's were you on amazing. Twitter when you were playing? Yeah, but it, I wasn't. I mean, I clearly wasn't as active. I was active on there, but it was before Twitter was a big thing, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, people. It's not really. <laughs> excuse me. People critiquing my swing. Just so many people have a lot to say. Like you suck. You're this. You do this wrong. It's just well, you got to take it in stride and just realize they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a coach. I remember when Shohei Otani was going through uh, his pitching mechanical issues, especially it was before he had a surgery back in 20, had to have been 2019. And I had noticed like he was flying open with his shoulder a little bit more. And I pointed that out and I kind of did a side-by-side thing and everybody was coming at me like, you're a fucking idiot and you don't know what you're talking about. And hey, you might be right, but you know, just, just, just be careful who you listen to on social media. Because you gotta, you gotta, get, you gotta be careful of breaking down swings. I think one thing I've noticed about breaking down swings on social media is every stadium has a different camera angle. That's true. Yeah. So one camera angle might look like his shoulders like really pulled out, and the other one might look like he's perfectly square, just because the camera's ten feet over to the side. Yeah. So that's something you want to find something from the same stadium to to really break it down. I don't know. That's Whatever. a good point. Adrian Gonzalez, a former teammate of Will Middlebrooks, has retired after 15 seasons. <clears throat> kind of a good stat here. In the wildcard era, so that's since 1995, he has the third most hits among all first basemen. Um, Albert Pujols is not included in that list because he uh, played in a designated hitter slot with the Angels so much that he didn't qualify for the minimum amount of innings at first base, but the third most hits in baseball in the wildcard era for Adrian Gonzalez. That's pretty, and he had one of the smoothest swings oh, in yeah. baseball. That's what I'll remember about him for sure. Sweet swing. He was a, he was a great teammate. I played him my rookie year. Um, and I mean, yeah, he was a great hitter, but he was such a good first baseman. People forget about how good he was defensively being a rookie third baseman, just knowing I had like a 10 foot window to throw the ball and it would get caught. I could bounce it. I could short hop him. I could throw it high. He saved me probably five or six errors, you know, just just being as good as he is defensively over there and uh, his technique being as good as it was. But, yeah, as a hitter, he would just pepper the monster and just yeah. flip the ball the other way. I'm trying to think of some quick stories on him. I mean, one thing I didn't know about him that he told me, he's a guest, he's a guest hitter. Mm. I, I would have – there's not many guest hitters in the big leagues. No. Um, yeah, yeah, you he, have to be really fucking talented to be a guest hitter. He is. Like, he he will guess fastball. It's like sometimes he was swinging miss and it would look ugly, but then other times you're like, how the heck did he hit that fastball at his collarbone, you know, out the other way? It's because he was guessing it. But he also did a lot of work uh, beforehand watching video and prepping. And so he had a good idea of how guys were going to attack on base off of previous at-bats, how they attack previous – or uh, hitters that were – uh, comparable to him. Um, so he was really smart uh, as far as a hitter goes, but guess hitter, it's crazy because he was as good as he was. But another quick one was he used to, he, have you ever heard of Trinity bats? I think they're from California. I have actually don't know Trinity, why but Trinity bat company. So he, he started using them. They had like really good birch. Um, they were a newer company at the time. This is 2012. He wanted the biggest barrel possible. I don't even know if this is legal, but he, he wanted the biggest barrel possible. Um, but they couldn't, they could only make it a certain size. So he would order like a 39, you know, like a 40 inch bat. And then he would cut the handle off. So it'd be like a 34 inch bat and he would just tape like a handle on it. So dude, this bat was just like, looked like a torpedo. It was like all barrel. Are you so using that would, in the game? Yeah. He used it several times. Really? And I guess, I guess it was legal because people knew he was doing it. Yeah. I guess it met the specifications at least 
there's no rule saying, oh, your barrel has to be this size or this size. It's just either you can either swing it, it has to be like a certain, uh, you know, ratio between the length and the, and the, uh, and the weight, obviously. But he had it worked out a certain way. He would order like 40 inch bats, cut the handle off so that it was just all barrel. <laughs> it was Jeez. insane. That's nuts. Um, I'd never seen anyone do that before. That's nuts. You mentioned he used to pepper balls at Fenway. He hit more balls opposite field at Petco Park than anybody I've ever seen from a left handed hitter. Petco Park is, as you know, is not an easy place to hit, especially during night games. They've since moved the ball in on right field or over in right field, Petco Park. But to left field as a left handed hitter, dude, it gets deep out there sometimes. Oh, it does. Yeah, the marine layer sets in and it, it gets heavy at night. He had one of the best opposite field swings I've, I've ever seen for sure. So, he did. He really does. Yeah. So Todd Helton was first among in the wild card era since 1995. Todd Helton's first in hits by first baseman with 25-19. Paul Canerico was right after that with 23-40. And then Adrian Gonzalez third. So I think it's those guys too. That's so weird. You're yeah, old. Were, You're old. I'm getting there. I'm experienced. The last headline bullet point I hear. We have a, some transaction news, Brooksy. Couple minor league deals. Tim Beckham, former number one overall pick, first round pick. Uh, he was originally with the Orioles, whenever with Seattle. He has since signed a minor league contract or recently signed a minor league contract with the Minnesota Twins. And then Dan Straley, another guy that you mentioned you played against and, and hit against, uh, former Oakland Athletic. And then he played over the, in the KBO, KBO or Japanese League? Man. One of those, right? Yeah, it was one of them. I, I want to say Japan. Anyways, we'll, we'll he, he, yeah, he, we'll figure it out. Um, he played he played overseas in one of them. Yeah, he, um, he, he signed. Yeah. yeah, he, he signed a minor league deal with the Diamondbacks. So cool, good for hey, him. Yeah, and, I played against Tim Beckham too. Was he oh the 08 draft or 09? I think maybe 08. Tim Beckham. I know he's first overall. I played against him a ton coming up. He's a good player, man. He got popped for steroids, I believe it was when he was with Seattle, and that kind of. Well, he got popped for weed a ton of times. Was it weed? He, in the minor leagues he did which and it cost him because it happened so many times so he got suspended because i don't know if he would if there were feeds with it as well but he definitely got popped for weed a ton in the minor leagues 2008 and the uh it was the first round pick of the tampa bay rays and then uh yeah i forget he was with the rays it wasn't the orioles that draft right him, my mistake so pardon me on that one but he eventually got dealt to the baltimore orioles for tobias myers so right. that was in 2017 mariners got popped uh, it was PEDs at that time with Seattle. So, well, that was, yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was what, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, since yeah, then, he's kind of during the minor leagues. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was pop for, for, uh, yeah, the drug abuse. Yeah. All that. So, allow us to transition into this next conversation because there's not a whole lot going on right now with the MLB lockout. So, of course, people want to completely drag down baseball and people want to say that baseball is dying and baseball, nobody cares about it. I will kind of table my thoughts on it because I want to get your thoughts first. Let, let me first pose this question and ask you, do you believe that baseball is dying? Mm, this is layered. I don't, I'm, I don't think it's dying. I think it, I think the best way to put this, I think it needs a double bypass and a facelift, you know, it needs its motor fixed a little bit and uh, it needs to be a little prettier, honestly. Um, I think things need to be changed. I think like we've talked about before, yes, there's a marketing issue. I think a lot of that has to do with just having being everything being so accessible to you, to your phone, to your tablet, to your laptop, whenever you want, you have so many more distractions you can have, you can, 
you can watch four different sports at once on a split screen. Mm-hmm. So your focus isn't going to be purely on baseball if that was that's your love. Um, that's not the only reason. I mean, the game has changed a lot. The game has um, evolved over the years. A lot of the older generation doesn't like the new age of baseball, which that's every sport, every generation, this happens. Um, the game changing and the older generation getting bored with it and they want it how it used to be and get off my lawn, right? Can, can I, I know you're kind of in thought right now. And, forgive and why would you first. stop me? I know, forgive me. I know you're on a roll. Can I ask you this though? Cause I am 25 years old. You're 33, correct? Correct. So there's an eight year difference. Was this as much of a conversation back in the nineties and two thousands as it is now? And by this, I mean, baseball dying and baseball, no. nobody caring. So this is new. No, the, the, the only reason people got pissed in the nineties because the players went on strike and then there wasn't right. a world series. Right. That's why they were pissed. And then it right. came yeah. back the home run race, steroids, all this um saved the game honestly and people cared again Mm -hmm. so people didn't talk about the obviously blackouts weren't an issue at all because no there wasn't social media right okay so that was my next question is it more so people just getting mad at social media because that's what people do and people Uh, have nothing better to do or is it people were if people were as angry in the 90s we didn't know right Everybody has a platform now to voice their opinion. And most people's opinions are based off of other people's opinions, not facts. Oh, blackouts. Well, you don't understand blackouts. You understand the TV deals. And that that's why you don't understand why it is how it is. If there's a lot of money that goes to each team, which pays the salaries of the players. Yeah. That brings me to my next point. A lot of people mad because, oh, the players, the greedy players want all this money. That's why our ticket prices are so high and our beer prices and wrong again (laughs) ticket prices do not influence excuse me player salaries do not influence ticket prices have you ever seen a team completely shed salary because teams tank we'll get into that in a minute that needs to be fixed as well uh with with the competitive balance but have you ever seen a team shed a hundred million dollar payroll and ticket prices go down never ever Ticket prices stay the same. So that's not it. Mm-hmm. it that's the first thing that you go ding, ding, ding. Oh, it's not player salary. Oh, the Pirates tickets are the same as when they were good. And it had Andrew McCutcheons or McCutcheon, excuse me. Tampa Bay, they don't have a high payroll. Their tickets are the same as everybody else. And it's at the crap trop. Excuse me for my Rays fans. Now, Ryan, what's Ryan Wesner? He, he's, he's a huge Rays fan. He's going to yell at me for that. But it's, it's just a fact. Fenway's a cathedral. The trop is slop. It rhymes for a reason. Um, you mean to keep going? I'll, I'll keep going. Can I piggyback off that a little Please. bit? So I you mentioned the, the revenue issue. So I'm this is heated. so this is a core issue with the MLB lockout. A lot of people, not everyone understands why we're in a lockout. People just assume they're fighting over money, which is absolutely true. It is. Sure. Allow me yeah. to dive into that a little bit deeper. So you mentioned payrolls and ticket prices. So one of the issues at hand right now is that there is a revenue sharing process among major league baseball teams. And so for teams like Oakland, Miami, Kansas city teams that cannot make as much money as say the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, there is a revenue sharing process. So they actually share money amongst owners so that they can still profit from one another. They help each other out essentially. And so the players union, when they initially made that CBA and jump in here, if I, if I get any of this incorrect, 
But the players union, when they agreed to that CBA back in the mid 2010s, they gave the owners that freedom. They said, go ahead and do that, that share, the revenue sharing. We're okay with that. We want you guys to make as much money as possible. That's totally cool. But we need you in, to invest some of that shared revenue into the players. The reason they're at a standstill right now is because the owners still want that revenue sharing aspect. But the problem is the numbers have shown since 2015, the median salary has gone down for major league oh, yeah. baseball players. But revenue's gone up. Revenue's gone up. Median salary has gone down. So that indicates that that revenue sharing aspect of a CBA, it's not helping the players whatsoever. Well, the, here, the owners, the owners have also, and this isn't an owner, owner bashing thing. I'm not, I'm not getting into that, yeah. um, but I'll just tell you the facts. The, the issue is the owners, because they're businessmen, not necessarily baseball men mm -hmm. and women, um, don't necessarily care about the, the future of the game. They care about more their money. They're businessmen, and it's a business. Which So you can't really crap on that. It is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. um, so revenue goes up. Salaries go down. Well, why did salaries go down? Well, they're starting to realize younger players are more important. Yeah. Why? Because – you're getting really good production from players year zero through six, even years zero through three in the big leagues, and they're making league minimum. So you have to pay less money to players to fill your roster, your starting day, your starting lineups, and you can still be competitive and they're cheaper. That's another reason the players want to raise the minimum salary mm -hmm. to 700, 750 instead of 570. Yes, this is still a lot of money, and I know a lot of people are going to say it's millionaires versus billionaires. We don't care. We're struggling to pay the bills in my house. I have sympathy for that. I understand that. But this is a multi-billion dollar industry, and the two just don't go together. Like We're, we're talking about two separate things here. This has nothing to do with um, the, the average household in America. It, that, that, that's not me being insensitive. They're just two separate conversations. Yep. So I, I hate it when people are like, well, we can't pay our bills. And they're worried about making 570,000 or 700,000. I can see where that would piss you off. It's apples. But and at oranges. the end of the day, like it's a business and it doesn't have anything to do with you. Right. And, and that's when they say, well, we're, we're paying to come to the games. We're watching your, we're, we're watching the games and buying your jerseys and this and that. Thank you. That's, that's no one's forcing you to do that. Mm -hmm. We need fans in the game. The fans make the game. They make it run. But I'm going to go back to my other point is the players fighting for what they believe in isn't wrong. And that's not just because I was a player. I will go back to saying it doesn't matter how much the players make. That, that's not the reason everything's so expensive to take your family to a baseball game. That's not on the players. I'll let you make your own decision on why that is. But it's not the players. Their salary is paid from other, other resources. $12 for a hot dog might play into that as well what was that but 12 pay, paying 12 dollars for a okay, hot dog so it's a simple it's as simple as supply and demand dude that's yeah. all it is yeah. they are going to charge x amount of money that they know people will still buy it and still come to the games it doesn't matter how many people are in the seats they're going to charge the same thing because it's simple supply and demand and people continue to buy it mm -hmm. and until they don't they're going to continue to same with gas prices we're going to keep raising it because you're going to keep paying for it Regardless of what's going on, yeah, oh, our issues got fixed, uh, but we're going to still charge you, you know, five fifty for a gallon of milk because you guys are still buying it. Yeah, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Not not because the people making the milk are making more money. 
Right. Not because they're paying the cows more. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, trust me. I hear you. Um, but I, wanna... I will say, Kit, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll get to my next point in a minute. There's this conversation too going on or this uh, argument that people aren't watching baseball as much. So revenue must be less. No, 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 no. Revenues are actually going up now. In TV, deal, to, TV deals are set too. It's not based now. off of viewers to give you an idea. So I, I got Danny stats for you here Perfect. revenues. And this is for the world series. They have gone down almost every year since the nineties for world series ratings. With that said in 2021, they actually went up, but a lot of that, was because 2020 we had COVID issues and there just wasn't as much interest in the game. So to give you an idea, 2019 Nationals Astros got 13.912 million viewers. It was an 8.1 rating. Next year, 2020, when the Dodgers won it, they got a 5.2 rating. It was 9.78 million viewers. This and that's last COVID. year, <laughs> COVID year, of course. 2021, it got a 6.5 rating. So that's up from 5.2 in 2020, but it was a COVID year. And this last year, it was 11.74 million viewers. That's up. That is the most it's gotten uh, since 2019. Right. But, so why So why? Why is it dying, man? If that's, so that's, what we're getting into. That, that's the question that I'm getting. And the reason I brought this up is because I think there is a lazy argument. I think it, it is a lazy argument when people say that baseball doesn't market their players. What do you mean by that? Because Major League Baseball does a phenomenal job. They've gotten much media. better. Now they were behind the game a little bit. They were a little bit late to the game on social media than in comparison to the NBA, especially NBA is very progressive, but major league baseball, my God, they're, they're posting not only the video of their home run, but they're also getting a side shot from the dugout of, of seemingly every single home stat run. cast. All they're, that. they're trying to stat cast every stat possible. And we can talk about, yes, blackouts are hurting baseball. There's no doubt about that. I, we've talked about that before we have exhausted that argument. Other than blackouts, how do you propose baseball markets their players better? Because I personally feel as though it's a lazy argument from a lot of people to just say, well, they don't market their players. That's the, the last two baseball. years. They have marketed them even really just last year was so much better. Like what there's do you so mean much more content that? out there. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, well, they need to be in more commercials. Like that's not up to the league. Listen, everything is just watered down because of the amount of information you have in front of you now. That's it. Oh, I don't, I don't see enough. Well, you probably follow 2000 other accounts. That's why, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's why, because of the amount of information for you to sift through to get what you want. Mm -hmm. That's why you think there's not enough. There's plenty. Mm -hmm. You're just not looking in the right places. Yeah. And there was copyright claims against guys like John boy and pitching ninja. This was back in like 2015, 2016. And they were starting like, dude, we're trying to help grow your game. Right. In major league baseball, to their credit, it took them a couple of years, but to their credit, they realized that and they have since pivoted and allowed them to share clips on social media, YouTube. They're Twitter. essentially working for you for free. Exactly. And, it, and keep in mind too, everybody thinks, especially baseball fans, it's like only baseball is bad. Only baseball does this. Keep in mind, I work at CBS Sports. We have broadcast rights for NFL, PGA, college basketball. Only one of the, we have a few others too, but only one of those three big brands right there do we have rights to share on social media. Only one of those sports right there, we can legally use footage on social media, and that's college basketball. We are not allowed to use NFL. We are not allowed to use PGA. That's under our contract. So 
in that same breath, Major League Baseball allowing Pitching Ninja, John Boy, and some of these other content creators to Wake do that, it's actually unique. And it's it look NFL and NBA are like I said are much more progressive, but Major League Baseball allowing these content creators to kind of do their thing that's a lot more progressive, and they're 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 building on momentum. I agree. I think uh, back to your original question is baseball dying. And I said, it needs a double bypass and a facelift. So as far as the facelifts goes, man, there's a couple things that need to happen. Well, for the double bypass, we'll go with the double bypass. That starts with the engine of the league. These are things you should never tell your wife, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Same category. So <laughs> The, the players, so the players union and the players and ownership and the league, they need to figure out that this needs to be a partnership mm-hmm. or it's, it's, it's going to continue down a shit path, yeah. right? If they don't work together, which I don't see it happening. I mean, it, you need a lot of trust in a partnership, right? Trust has been lost and, you know, certain groups of people not working in good faith uh, have heard that over the past few years, especially 2020 really screwed up the trust between the union and, and the league. Um, but then the facelift, hear me out. I love home runs, right? Home runs are fun. I love guys throwing gas, but eventually the, 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 the game has to cycle back, right? Mm-hmm. I think organizations need to start incentivizing batting average again, stolen bases, on base percentage to promote a faster paced game. Now I'm not necessarily saying I need a two and a half hour game. I need a more action impact game, more contact, more balls in play. Now the other side of that is, well, pitching is at an all time high right now and stuff. Mm-hmm. Pitchers are better than they've ever been. Everybody throws a hundred, right? It's really hard to string together multiple hits and manufacture runs. Uh, in baseball right now because of how good pitchers are. I think the technological age in baseball um, advanced pitchers before hitters, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, but if you look at the best teams, some of the best teams last year, you know, Houston, Boston, Chicago, White Sox, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, those that's five teams and they're all in the top 10 of batting average hits per game and on base percentage, all postseason teams. So all that that stuff, a lot of people say, oh, this doesn't translate to winning baseball anymore. I say bullshit. You look at the Chicago White Sox, who are near the end of the list, near the bottom of the list in power numbers last year, yet that Larusa ball, old school, hitting behind runners, hitting with two strikes, choking down, making sure to put the ball in play, make the defense work to get you out instead of just punch outs. Mm-hmm. It showed that it worked, right? And they had a ton of injuries, and yet they still got to the postseason because of that mentality at the plate. I think we need to see a cycle back. Now I'm not playing, I'm not going old school and just saying, oh, it needs to be old. It, it needs to be a mix, right? The home runs are cool. Guys are still going to throw a hundred. There's going to be certain guys in your lineup. that are going to think the same way and just home run or strikeout, mm-hmm. but you need to have four or five guys that are going to put the bat on the ball, put the ball in play, make the game more action packed because it, it, since 1990, the game's only 11 minutes longer. It's not, it's, that's a tired argument, too. The games are too long. No, they're basically the same as they were 20 years ago. It's a 10-minute difference, and we have longer commercials. And honestly, it's just more boring because there's less balls in play. Mm-hmm. So let's get more contact. Let's start. But that's not going to start until organizations start writing checks to guys who do those things. Because right now, they only write checks for power 
and for starting pitchers, they only write checks for guys that throw gas, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then throw hard. That's what they want because it, pitchers aren't going to – that's another thing. What brings in people to watch the game? Why are you going to go to a certain game to watch? Why are you going to turn the game on? You see the starting pitchers. Starting pitchers bring crowds. They bring people to watch the game. Mm-hmm. But now, even if it's a stud on the mound, if he's only going to go three to five innings, like most starting pitchers do nowadays because of how good bullpens are, um, people are going to turn their nose up to that as well. Mm-hmm. And I understand it. Guys throw 10 miles an hour harder than they used to. <laughs> so guys are getting tired faster. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying the game needs to cycle back a little bit. Okay, they so how do you propose guys- doing that, though? Like, like I, I, I'm all for – more activity, more action, more stolen bases, more batting average. But the statistics show that ground ball rates, the highest ground ball rates in the league, those teams perform worse. The teams with the lowest ground ball rates, those teams perform the best. They were in the playoffs. So how do you propose incentivizing higher batting average? That's kind of where I'm getting at. That's what I mean. It's like you need a mix in your lineup instead of like the Yankees have, you know, until they brought in Gallo and Rizzo Mm -hmm. were very right-handed, right-handed heavy, and they were all, trying to hit home runs i think part of the reason too well i, I well, don't think hold on i don't want to get away from the question you just said about sorry, sorry, ball sorry. Yeah, yeah. go ahead go ahead. you got to realize the type of pitchers now too pitchers aren't throwing they aren't pitching to the ground ball anymore mm-hmm. right everything's at the top of the zone everything's right. trying to get guys to lift the ball too so i think the, the the way of pitching has kind of played into that as well just the way the game overall has evolved with hitter's way of thinking, hitter's approach, and then pitchers trying to combat that. That's going to change the the outcomes a mm-hmm. lot. I think kind of a kind of an idea that I don't I don't think I really haven't talked about much, but I think maybe maybe you can make a case for this is that front offices nowadays, they're paying for home runs, right? You've seen Moneyball, they're paying for runs. The easiest way to get a run is by paying for home runs. So if you're a front office member, if you're a general manager, you've seen revenues go up, but the median salary has gone down. Why would a front office member or a general manager sign a guy that's hitting 300 with 10 home runs when he could guy, get a guy for cheaper that hits 250 with 20, 25 home runs? I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. No, I, I, I just, yeah, and I totally agree. I'm saying that's what, I know that's what front offices pay for. I know that's mm-hmm. where we're at in this era, and it's going to take time for it to cycle back. It doesn't happen in a three-year period. I think I've asked this before. Do you want to move the mound back? See, I thought, I've thought about that, and I don't think it would make that big of a difference. Yeah. I don't. I think, yeah. I think breaking balls and off-speed would be that much better. Yeah, they would. I don't think fastballs – you have a tick longer, but it's really not going to be that big of a difference if you move it back two feet. Like, mm-hmm. you're, it's really not going to be that big of a difference. Um, and other people have said, oh, well, we could deaden the ball. Well, you're going to run into the same thing. Instead of a bunch of home runs, you're going to have a lot of flyouts. Yeah. So it's but, still but, but But then game. maybe people would have to adjust. It, it, at the end of the day, it's going to have to come from the players and the players wanting to change their approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but why would a player do that if the league's not going to pay you for it? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like we're kind of at a standstill right now, and still, and, and until something forces the game to change, and I just don't know what that's going to be yet. So the reason I brought up this conversation is because I was talking about how I'm not saying the game of baseball is in a great spot right now. Evidently, the lockout. Uh, the pace of play, these are all issues. But when you consider the fact that we do have 
Shohei Otani, Mookie Betts, Trout, Tatis, Judge, Acuna, the list goes Juan Soto, the list goes on and on. Yes, the game might not be in a great place, but right now we've never had so many young stars headlining today's game. And I think that puts baseball not in a great spot. It's not maybe, maybe it's not enough to overcome everything it's putting against themselves, but baseball still has that in their favor. And so I'd gotten into it, some fans on Twitter, naturally, as everybody does on Twitter. And so a lot of people were saying they don't market their players enough. And again, I, I aforementioned this already on this podcast. And I said, what do you mean by that? I said, you say major league baseball isn't properly marketing them. How do you propose doing that? How do you propose marketing players? And this was some of the responses I got, and I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts. So this person said the NFL and NBA are so popular with little kids because they watch highlights of players on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Major league baseball has to start there. Their social pages need to be geared towards that. And before I give you the floor, I, I would respond to that by saying major league baseball is incredibly active on social yeah. media. They, it, another person wrote on there that we need more mic'd up stuff. Major league baseball created a mic'd up segment on YouTube, an entire channel and playlist for mic'd up content. So if you're wondering, or, or if you're critiquing major league baseball for not producing enough mic'd up content, that's on you for not searching it out. It's on YouTube. Everybody has YouTube on their phone. That's how I would respond to that. I mean, you're, you're yeah, I don't have anything right? to say to that. You just answered it for me. And they put it on just TikTok. Just don't be lazy. If, you, if, you have a, if you're that passionate about something you need to change, make sure you have your facts right. That's all that, I got That reminds me too, actually. So uh, I control the CBS Sports TikTok. That's one of my main responsibilities. I was in a TikTok convention. I know it sounds very lit. I know this is, this is what I paid, or this is what I use my entire parents' life savings for is to get my degree and to make TikToks. Uh, <laughs> but we went to this, it was a TikTok convention via Zoom. And basically they were giving examples. And throughout the entire presentation that they were doing, they were using Major League Baseball's TikTok as their example. So my point is Major League Baseball is doing a damn good job on social media. So don't use that as your crutch for your argument. Come up with something better. Another response was end blackouts. We can both agree blackouts are ridiculous. But it is a loaded question and loaded subject. So if you end blackouts and eliminate certain TV deals, mm -hmm. ticket prices are going to be even higher. Yeah, they will. It's true. Because, take, because a lot of these TV deals pay a lot of salary but, for players. So you're right. But I will say this. Going to an Oakland game and seeing the entire stands empty, they get 4,000 people at a game. Why can't you just make tickets a buck for kids? You know what I mean? Um, because That's it's a business idea. and they have a business model and uh, uh, they have a, a number they need to meet to pay the bills. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get electric, it. But like, there's, there's all this stuff. Like it's like a house, like you have all these different bills. It's the same thing on a much grander scale. Uh, so you have to make X amount of money or you make nothing as an owner. I mean, you, you yeah. still have to pay all these employees that are working there, even though there aren't people in the stands. Um, don't you think you would make more money though by okay we're gonna make all these tickets one dollar and then you get people that buy hot dogs and magazines and team gear no and because i think way. if the tickets are 30 bucks or one dollar the same people are still gonna come i you think you right. have promotional you right. days like kids day and stuff like that where you can come for a dollar Mm -hmm. dollar hot dog night all this like you can do that on a smaller scale of stadiums like that that aren't aren't selling as many tickets mm -hmm. um, you can't do that at Fenway or Yankee Stadium because you would lose money if you did that. Yeah. Um, 
I think you have promotional days to bring in people because then if somebody comes for the first time and it's a dollar ticket and they're like, wow, I love this. They're going to come back and pay the 40 bucks a ticket the next time. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the point I'm getting at, and I hate to just defend major league baseball at this point in time, because like we talked about, it's, it's not in a great spot right now. It's objectively not, but all these same responses I'm getting is have more of a social media presence uh, market the players, mic up the players. They're doing that is where I'm getting at. And not to mention, again, I'm just defending Major League Baseball, but Major League Baseball is not the only league that goes into a lockout. The NHL did it just a few years ago. The NBA was in a lockout just a few years ago. They're not the only league going through this. So I feel like when you're engrossed in Major League Baseball, especially on social media, there's this idea that Major League Baseball is the worst and it's going downhill. And I just don't think that's true, frankly. And so the idea of baseball dying, I think dying is the wrong word. Is it as popular as it once was? No, it's not. And it's never going to be as popular as the NFL, as the NBA. No, it's, it's just not. It's not as, it's not filled with as much activity. It doesn't matter what you do with the shifts. It doesn't matter what you do with pitching and and any minimums and whatever you want to do with the rules, it's never going to be as popular as the NFL. I think we're going to be better off when we just accept that. You said it. That's it. It's just different. You can't expect, you can't, it's like comparing eras. You can't do that. You can't compare eras of baseball. You can't compare it to different sports. It is what it is. It's a three hour sport. It's not as action packed as football and basketball. It's a more of a thinking sport. You have to, more of a chess game, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, that's okay. It's okay to like other sports. You don't, yeah. no one's saying you have to like baseball, but if you do like baseball, it's your thing. Great. I have a lot of people that tweet me, oh, baseball's awful, baseball's this and that. And I'm like, are, are you a fan of the game? They're like, no. And I'm like, then why do you care? <laughs> right. Like, what, what are you doing in my replies right now? Exactly. Like, right, yeah. That, that's my point too. It's like, <clears throat> Yes, we're trying to bring in new fans. I get that. But if you're already not a fan of the game, of course you don't like it. Yeah, and that's yeah, okay. It's, it's fine. Like, we don't need you. Like, go, go, go watch tennis or whatever you want to go watch. That's fine. We don't need you. Well, and like you said earlier, the views are still up. The views are still there. Yeah. So it's not like people are stopping watching. They're just threatening to. <laughs> exactly. Let me ask you this, and we can kind of close up shop after this. A lot of ex-players... As time goes on, they typically say, well, baseball isn't quite what it used to be. Do you agree with that? Uh, do you think That's baseball because was better in the 2010, early 2010s when you were playing? It was different. It's different, right? The it just game evolved. evolves every 10 years. If, if, every year, yeah. I mean, yeah. every 10 years, it's substantial. I can't stop. I can't talk. But, yeah. it's substantially different. Yeah. When you're sitting at home, you and the kids, Jenny, watching a ball game, do you ever say to Jenny, like, man, he's – these kids don't run hard anymore. These kids don't play the same no, way. Because a lot of do. them still do. And a lot of guys didn't right. run hard when I played too. Mm -hmm. It's just, it goes back to everyone just having a platform now on social media and calling people out now on yeah. something that they can't do themselves. But my, my, my best response, when people were talking shit to me on deck. I'd be like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, Oh, I'm a dentist or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I guarantee I can do your job. You let me train and I can do your job. You can't do mine. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Not not as well as you could, at least. You could, you know, you could hit a baseball, but just not as far as these guys can, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It just whatever. It is what it is. Heck okay, so so definitive yeah. answer for you. My answer was no, baseball's not dying. It's just not as popular. And it's not going to be as popular as these other sports. Your response is baseball dying is 
No, no. it's not. It's just in a, it's in a transition phase right now. Okay. And, do and you I ever, think people, do you... people, people are using this CBA, CBA negotiation, which is not good right? Um, against the sport. Mm-hmm. This isn't the sport. This is, this is behind the scenes, the business side of it. Once all this gets done, it doesn't matter if it's a bloodbath and they go fight in the street with swords. It doesn't matter as long as at the end of the day, if it's in blood or not, they sign it, it's done, and we get baseball back. And then you're going to forget about it until the next issue. Mm-hmm. We're going to get baseball back, so get your panties out of a wad. Let's get through this. I mean, it's a shitty situation room with the CBA. It is. There's no way around it. But guess what? Baseball is going to be on TV again. It might be delayed two weeks. Mm -hmm. Is that going to make you leave the game? Oh, I'm done. I'm done with baseball now because they're fighting over money. Of course they are. It's a multi-billion dollar business, and there's all these different things they have to figure out and put in place for the next few years. And when all that's done, you're going to forget about it, and you're going to watch baseball, and then you can bitch about something else. Yep. Sorry. No, you're good. I'll, personally, I'm going to stick around for a while. That's my decision. Yeah, I know you will too. Uh, big time thank you to everybody that purchased Wake and Ray gear. The hats are on their way. They were made and they look pretty sick, if I do yes. say so myself. The shirts will take some time, um, but we will have those at your doorstep as soon as possible. So I'm pretty pumped to get that that merch. I know you are too. Yep. Um, if you do have any ideas for how baseball should market their players. Tweet at us, yeah. comment at us, Instagram us, TikTok us, whatever you want to do. Or even just say they're doing a good job. I want to hear everybody's ideas because, every again, I, I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but everybody says Major League Baseball needs to market their players. What do you mean by that? Tell us. Share that on, on social media with us. Ooh, I have an idea before we go. You know how NFL does the Nickelodeon games? That's a good idea. Sure. But, but you know, that what would be cool. Yes. And agreed. that would help agreed. the kids. They did feel the dreams though. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're doing, Yeah, it. but a seven-year-old doesn't give a shit about that. They didn't see field of dreams yet. You're right. It's more for me. And we've seen the movie as we were growing, cause it came out in the nineties. It's true. You know? So do the Nickelodeon games, alter yeah. some stuff, shape it towards the younger generation. If you want to continue to grow it, if not, you're gonna, have a, you're gonna have a tough time with the social media age brand. I like that. If you have any other ideas, again, tweet at us, get in, get in contact with us, whatever you can, and we'll share it on the podcast. But until next time.